The audio version of this episode is going to be long, so uh, tuck in, folks. Um, I think... Strap in. Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 15. Episode 7. Gamer What? Recorded October 21st, 2014. This episode... Kevin and Troy David are recorded by Mark Lutz at Flashback Comics and Games and also the Bungalow Ale House, both in Woodbridge, Virginia. Topics include comics, hashtag Gamergate TV, and everything geek pop culture. Watch this episode on comicsonline.blip.tv and on YouTube. Hello again, and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 15, Episode 7. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Troy David Phillips, store manager here at Flashback Comics in Woodbridge, Virginia. Yes, indeed. That's Flash back i'm not turning around uh, right <laughs> this is my back so uh, uh kevin yeah. have you been watching the flash uh i you know what i watched the first one and uh i i, I meant to uh what, what we got we've got two out so far yes we do uh haven't watched the second one yet but i look forward to it because that's going to be an awesome show for those of you who aren't kevin and you've mm-hmm. already seen the second episode you already know that it was incredibly good for those of you that are much more like kevin the second episode is incredibly good and you should watch that there you go uh, CW, uh, if you're a Verizon Fios customer, does not have on-demand, but you can get the episodes on Amazon Prime. Ah, and j- <clears throat> with no additional, it's it's a Prime thing? Uh, I think the one episode that I had missed that I needed to go back and watch, actually, no, it was the premiere episode. We went and watched premiere it with my son. Uh, no, actually, when we got it on Amazon Prime, it was $1.99, I think. Oh, I thought they usually go and give, give you that whole drug dealer, first one's free thing. You know, for $1.99, it might as well have been free. I, $2, I could find that in my couch cushions. But it's not on uh, it's not on CW or, or Hulu? Or do you not have Hulu? I I don't use Hulu, and uh, I did not go to the CW website because we automatically went to Amazon Prime first. Oh. Yeah. I, what I can bet I say? you can get it on Hulu. Um, anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm totally looking forward to checking out that second one. Is, and is the Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be a solid show. Yes. Yes, it is. And uh, it's my understanding that we're going to get more and more crossovers uh, with the yep. Arrow show. So we got but that to look forward to. They've been good so far, and they have also done a very good job of laying down the seeds of potential things to come. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> lots of uh, Easter eggs, they call them. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, look for uh, look for m- maybe more clues into the disappearance of Ronnie Raymond and Professor Martin Stein. Um, and over on the Arrow show, what's up with this guy, Ray Palmer? Are we going right. to see some white dwarf technology come out of this, maybe? Mm, maybe so. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, because, uh, honestly, I, you know, Gotham is a very different animal, talking about, uh, you know, the DC shows on right now. But Got- so good. Very different animal. They want to throw everything at you all at once. And where, whereas these this pair of shows that are linked, uh, 
are, are really just kind of giving you a little bit at a time. Well, let's be fair to Gotham here and first explain. The first episode does throw a lot at you. They introduce a lot of characters. They get yeah. them out there on screen and spend most of the show introducing us to people. But from the second episode on, they spend more time developing those characters. We still get a conflict every episode. There's something going on. There's something with the corruption of Gotham. There's some lunatic killing people somehow. But Gordon's character is more be- is better developed as the show goes on. Bullock's character is better developed. Fish Mooney, she's pretty incredible. Cobblepot, his development is fantastic. It's paced out better after that first episode. That's true. Well, you know, and I and and I've been holding off to watch uh, the the uh, episodes three, and I guess we have now we have got four. Uh, we're uh, up to five. Oh, that's yeah. right. No, sorry. I'm, it's four and five actually that that I haven't seen, and those are the ones where uh, that I haven't seen yet because well, uh, five is going on what right now or uh, yeah, that was yesterday. yesterday. Behind, I'm behind on this things. Guy. I gotta wait. I gotta wait and and, and watch it with the lady. Uh huh. So, hey, Kevin, how old are you? Old. Are, are you twenty twenty two? Are are you actually living out this year, or are you so far behind that you're still in your youth, waiting to catch up? Yes. <laughs> the answer to that is yes. So, um, how many kids do you have? Uh, two, as far as I, that I know about. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. Wait till those other ones catch up to him. Uh, <laughs> you think he's behind now? <laughs> uh, so, um, <clears throat> so we've got uh, we've, we've got a little bit of pressure on us this week. Um, we uh, we're gonna going to be uh, reviewed uh, by uh, by by Geo and Lax Dude on their uh, on their podcast. So our podcast wow. is going to be reviewed on, on another podcast. Yeah. So wow. Yeah, we got that pressure on us. So hello everyone who's <laughs> who's uh, listening to or watching. By the way, we are recording this video, but I think Geo and, and Lax are going to be. Uh, just re- reviewing the the audio version of this so uh so sorry but there's going to be a lot of uh video only features shall we say so you might want to uh, actually watch it or not whatever no 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 you want to watch that yeah what the heck you're watching it now yeah watch the other ones aren't you and then tell a friend yeah so they could tell two friends and they could tell two friends and so on and so on and so on and then you can wash your hair i think that's a was this not a shampoo commercial? It was. Oh, man. It was. In the 70s? <sighs> Who's old now? Mm, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so you, you know what else is good? Um, Ice cream? That's true. Sometimes. Most of the time it is. Creme brulee? All, creme brulee. Sometimes. Not all the time. Because <laughs> we, we have creme brulee a lot of weeks. Virginia wine? I, I, I don't know if I've ever had Virginia wine. What's the, is, is it good? Is it bad? Is it? Yeah. Virginia is chock full of excellent wineries. People go out and visit a bunch of them. I actually recommend For some reason, them. I thought you were going to say like vitamins or some shit. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually recommend the Fabioli Cellar uh, down in Leesburg. Go All check right. that out. You gonna, are we just going to have a field trip? We can go and we'll record a show there. It'll be fun. Yeah, really. Uh, Mark can drive. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, but but you know what else is good? Oh, you know what else is good is is the, here's a sneak preview of the comic section: The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead uh, this week uh, or last week? The, the yeah, the Sunday, this past Sunday, uh, the, the episode two. Whoa, whoa, 
they it seems like they just kind of stepped ahead they were they were you know kind of plodding along at pretty much a, a similar pace to uh the uh the, the comic books and then suddenly they just kind of stepped ahead into uh, uh a story arc took a big leap took a big leap um there's actually another uh, there's like a, a, a the b story to that arc um, is pretty freaky, um, and I think that may have already played out with the one that that B story with Carl. Uh, you, you, you read I'm, Walking now, Dead. No, it's my turn to be behind. I am behind on The Walking Dead. I have been behind for a little over a season, been struggling to do a binge watch and get caught. Up. Oh, I'm talking about the the comics. Oh, the comics. Uh, I'm cat. I'm getting through the All Out War. Okay. Um, I'm. I went back on that one. Uh, you know, I read 118 comics a month, so it's very easy for me to fall behind. I can't read everything. There are over 800 comics published monthly. I can't read them all. But uh, so I decided that I was, however, going to push my way through the all-out war and then start this the new storyline that begins at the end of that and do a big binge read. Binge watching, well, that's going to have to happen at some point. The show's just too good to not watch, but man, there are only so many hours in a week. Oh, yeah, don't I know it? But that is a fantastic show. Um, and I have to spend so many of those hours getting this guy out of trouble. Not so much. But, uh, but, but uh, the, this season seems very, I don't know, more, more real, more, I, I don't know how to describe it. The, uh, it, it, it seems more. Yeah, just more real. Um, more, the, more grounded? More uh, grounded. More visceral? Well, so, yeah, some of it is more visceral. Like that, that first episode, season five, episode one, was just, you know, very like, wow. There, you know, this is rage and violence. Got your attention? Got your attention. Whereas the second episode, very calm. There's a, you know, a little bit of tension, of course. This is a zombie show after all. But. Well, there are zombies in it. It's a humanity show set in a zombie-filled world. Well, let me ask you this, Kevin. Tell me. For those viewers of ours who might be new, you know, and there's there's a new viewer all the time. Somebody hears somebody talking at work as, wow, you know, that sounds different than what I thought it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a good place for a new person to come in, or should a new person back it up and maybe binge watch a couple of episodes of the previous season before getting into this season? Realistically speaking, um, if you started, uh, if you didn't want to start from the beginning, which that's reasonable, um, you could start maybe the last two episodes of season four, mm-hmm. and then you know just as they're they're reaching terminus, and then and then go with the the first two and you know continue on with season five, and then when and if you decide you like it there, so that's that's only four episodes, all all solid episodes, all tense rather except for this most recent one. Um, and, uh, you know, if you like it, then you go back to the first four seasons. Uh, I'd also recommend picking up the, uh, any of the episodes of, or episodes, the issues of the Walking Dead official magazines. I believe there's a character guide in uh, one of the previous issues or in the last, I can't remember. Oh, you said magazine. I thought you meant comics, but you mean the Yeah, yeah the actual magazine, the actual okay. Walking Dead magazine. Uh, so helpful for somebody coming in to pick up some of the story without having to binge watch an entire season. Yeah. You know, although I'd recommend that too. 
Yeah, definitely. Clear out in the afternoon. Sit down, watch four or five episodes. Read the comics, but if, but if for for those of our watchers and listeners who uh, who are not really you know huge comic people, but are really more into this for the television aspect, um, you know, once you get into things like this, the uh, the comic book origins or the comic book uh, secondary things in the case of things like uh, Doctor Who or Buffy, um, you get uh, you know you get a little bit of a treat to to you you have additional stories because. You know, let's face it. While comic books come out, generally speaking, once a month, these uh, the, the, a season of, of uh, shows is is done in sometimes as little as ten episodes. Or you know, we talk about Sherlock, two episodes, <laughs> or, or what is it, three three episodes of Sherlock? Um, but you know, but these you still got these comics that are, that keep coming out, and so yeah. you've got a steady stream of your fav- favorite characters. And you can come in here if you if you are anywhere near this area, come into uh, Flashback and see. Troy and he'll help you out. Yeah. Uh, the Walking Dead comics have been collected into trade paperback form, so it's actually easy to read a collection of five and less or expensive. six issues. Well, yeah, significantly less expensive than the two thousand dollar first well, yeah. print number one. And they got and they, they keep them they keep them in stock. So th- yeah. the Walking Dead, the first trade, you're never gonna not have that in your store. Uh, if at all possible. Yeah. Uh, if I mean you possible. might not have it one, you know, one week or something like that, but come back next week and, and Troy's gonna have it. We're up to uh, volume 21 on that now, so uh, yeah. you can read through the first one. It's actually a fairly quick read, but it will hook you and get you in. It is. The second issue is a little bit denser. You'll read it a little more slowly. There's more to read little, you know. And for those those people who have uh, watched the show from the beginning, the uh, the, the comics, the, the first two episodes of the comic are basically the first two, or sorry, you know what I'm saying, first two episodes of the show are equal, practically shot for shot. Not exactly. Um, at least until he meets um, uh, Glenn. Uh, once he meets Glenn, then uh, uh, then it starts to diverge a little yeah. bit. And then we get some additional characters um, uh, coming on and, and a little bit uh, a little bit of a diger- divergence from that origin universe, shall we say. Most of the fans that I talk to here in the store tend to enjoy both the comics or in trade paperback form and the show. Uh, many of the, the, the same events still occur. You know, there's still the farm, the prison, the CDC, the governor, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but they don't occur necessarily at the same pace nor in the same order. Uh, and so you can watch the show and read the trades and not the trades won't spoil the show for you uh there are some things that are very similar but like i say after that that second episode or second issue uh they they do split off and uh and they do occupy different universes and so yeah yeah um Anyway, uh, beyond that, I just noticed you've got a you've got a, a Constantine poster. You don't have to turn that over there, Mark, because the the door is open and we can't see it at the moment. But there's a Constantine uh, show coming out. Uh, what the 24th? Uh, I believe so. I think that's this Friday. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this actually looks pretty interesting. Uh, I know a lot of people have asked, you know, how are they going to do this? You know, there's so many things in the comic that are of mature sensibility that you couldn't show even you know on NBC on network television. But I do believe that they're actually going to tackle the some of the more unsavory aspects of John Constantine's character without having to necessarily show them to us blow for blow. We'll know, for example, that John is a smoker without actually seeing him light up on screen. It's not the first time something like this has been handled on television, uh, you know, where an actor holds a cigarette as a prop but doesn't actually light it up, doesn't actually smoke it. Right. Um, 
All we need to know is that he is a heavy smoker. We don't actually have to see that. We know that John has a long string of uh, broken relationships, people that he has, well, there's no gentle way to say it, he has used people uh, to his own benefit. We don't actually have to see all of that laid out in and its we, ugliest We details. might get a slight amount of flashback. And by the way, please do reference my uh, my interviews from San Diego Comic-Con 2014 um, on our blip.tv, TV. And you can check out uh, my interviews with the, the cast and creators of Constantine, which uh, that was that was kind of my favorite interview uh, set this year. Mm. And that I was really looking forward to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, that was amazing. That was like my that was my cherry. But uh, when it come when it came to the, the, the Constantine interviews that the, the press room was was run so well. And all of the actors and creators, uh, when I say creators, uh, David S. Goyer from. Uh, gosh, what did he do? He did Blade. He did uh, you know several other uh, comic book type things, um, as well as uh, you know uh, the uh, Michael from Lost is uh, is playing an angel in this new uh, this new show. Where, where you're thinking, wait, Angel in Constantine? Well, yes, we have angels in in Constantine, but they don't start, show up at the beginning. Here, that is that's like the 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 big. Uh, the, the the big uh, divergence from the comics, and it's not big, it's not heavy-handed, it's not all of a sudden uh, season five of of Supernatural is going to show up, <laughs> right? It's not like that. Um, so don't worry. Um, it they are very serious about keeping it uh, true to the theme, much like um, you know you get like uh, uh, Iron Man, right? That the events of Iron Man, uh, the the movie aren't the same as the events from the original uh, series from, you know, the the, uh, the original series of comic books. Tales of Suspense number 39. Tales of Suspense number 39. Exactly. This man is invaluable. Uh, 1963. Also valuable. Um, uh, yes. Although I, I think with, uh, with Iron Man, there was a lot of modernization that was necessary, uh, you know, to bring the character to a, to a modern audience. That's definitely With Constantine, true. there's a lot of, uh, well... DC Comics has used the, the, the heaven and hell war. You know, we've seen heaven, we've seen hell, you know, we've heard the voice of God, we've seen angels, we've met Lucifer uh, in the pages of Neil Gaiman Sandman. We've met yeah. Lucifer, yeah, yeah. Lucifer Morningstar. So, uh, and he had a huge long run at, with his own book. Well, yes, yes. The was devil like, was the star of his own comic book. How awesome It was like that? 80 issues or something like that. Uh, something like, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was enormous. Uh, my point being, though, and going along with you, is that uh, with Constantine, we'll actually be able to see these things they're elements from the comics. They're put up on the show, and uh, I think that the translation will go well. Um, I think if people just, you know, take a deep breath, keep an open mind, and give it more than one episode. Much like Gotham, the first episode, it had a job to do, but then the second episode was a good show going forward. Yeah. Constantine has a job to do. It has to introduce you to the character, introduce you to the conflicts, but then once that happens, it can move, it can unfold itself you know, more naturally. And it, it, it introduces something else that uh, that I was surprised with, um, and that is uh, in that first episode. I've already seen the first episode, um, which is... Uh, John Constantine has his his best friend uh, Chaz, right? And Chaz is he's a he's a taxi driver. Well, he, in the in the comics, he's a regular guy just ducking bullets uh, because Constantine's there to. Luckily, he's like the one friend that doesn't die. Well. <laughs> 
in the show, he's also the one friend that doesn't die because something different. And uh, that kind of startled me to begin with, but I'm kind of okay with it. Um, Again, please do watch those, uh, those interviews, and I think you will be okay with it, too. All right. Yeah. Well. So, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of interested in talking about some comics. I am definitely ready to showcase my picks for this week. Let's uh, let's let's go do that. But but uh, and after that, we're gonna go uh, get our food and, and all of that. And so, uh, those of you who aren't sticking around for comics, please do uh, come back for part two of this uh, as we talk uh, some some deep uh, deep thoughts, deep thoughts, everything deep, thoughts. deep pop culture uh, at the restaurant. Yes. So, hey, Troy. Hey, Kevin. Let's do some comics. Clear. Okay. That was good. Um, I like that. mm. Reset. And. And rolling. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, comic fans across America, how are you? I'm Troy David Phillips, manager here at Flashback Comics in Woodbridge, Virginia. And with me, the always dapperly dressed, look at this guy, Kevin Goswan, comicsonline.com. Everything Everything geek, geek, pop pop culture. culture. Yes, you did it right. I'm so happy. Well, I think by now everyone in America understands that you don't like the word and. I do, and a lot of things. <laughs> I don't, that didn't really go together well. No, no, no. Uh, Kevin actually goes out of his way to avoid the use of the word and in a sentence, if at all possible. I, I like the, uh, the possibly inclusive or. But. But. Let's talk comics. <laughs> yeah, because this conjunction-junction thing is getting old. Yeah. Uh, so what's, what's your first function? Okay. I'm going to start on the DC side of things. DC's New 52. I'm going to lean into your microphone while I use both hands. This is Secret Origins, issue number six. Uh, Now, as you can see, the cover is giving us this incredibly beautiful Wonder Woman, but Secret Origins will also give us origins on Dead Man and Sinestro. Um, I can't help. I'm going to crack open here and try to give us uh, at least one uh, one good Wonder Woman shot. There's something rude that I could say there, but I won't. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. So we've got Wonder Woman. Uh, Again, Secret Origins has been a book that has given us uh, origins, typically on three characters at a time. And we have seen uh, Superman, Supergirl, uh, Green Lantern, and, you know, Cyborg, and others. Well, here's Dead Man for you. And this is is issue six. And and so these are uh, more or less detailed than we've gotten in their individual books up to this point. Uh, Well, it's more details than we've gotten. It'll be things that we hadn't seen before. Uh, You know, so an expansion, if you will. Uh, Like in the case of Superman, seeing a little bit more of Krypton, seeing him, you know, loaded into the rocket and sent on his way, seeing more of the buildup between uh, Victor Stone and his father. Uh, You know, he is a football player before he was horrifically scarred and had to go through the cybernization process and so on. So you get more than what you've already gotten, um, but it's been good so far, sixth issues in. The nice thing is you don't have to read each issue in sequence. You pick up an issue that's got the characters in it you like and go with that. If you don't like the characters, you don't have to pick the book up. 
All right. Um, Kevin here should pick the book up because there are so many characters that he just doesn't seem to know enough about. Oh, yeah. Well, pre-New 52, I I knew a lot. And you could know even more post-New 52. I could. could. Eventually, I'll catch up. It'll happen. Uh, My first one. Oh, thanks for for doing that. Absolutely. Uh, uh, The Walking Dead, issue number 133. Oh, my goodness. Uh, The Walking Dead has been fantastic. And uh, in this uh, uh, post-all-out war world, uh, they did a little flash forward um, uh, of an uncertain uh, length of time. My guess is probably two or three years anyway, somewhere between two and four years. There was a bit of a flash forward after all out war. And uh, now we've got kind of a different environment. Uh, we've, we've got some ongoing, um, uh, what do I want to say? Uh, uh, the, the civilization has pro- progressed uh, quite significantly. And, and now uh, we're, really kind of at another stage of development in the show um in the show it's a show to me even before there was a show i would call that a show because it was a show in my head uh there are things in kevin's head you just don't want to know it's true it's very you true really don't so uh anyway uh fantastic comic one of my favorites it's it's been honestly the one that i've kept kept up on uh, ceaselessly uh, ever since I accidentally dropped out of comics uh, a few years ago and, and now uh, catching up with the help of Troy. And, and if this is the first time you've watched the Comics Online podcast or Flashbacks Top 5, uh, Troy David Phillips can help you with <laughs> your catching up needs when it comes to comic books. I'll tell you this about The Walking Dead, about uh, just going through issue 133. It just, I've never ceased to be amazed at how excellent the artwork is as a black and white comic. Um, yeah, I'm pretty accustomed to four colors in comics, uh, and while there have been black and white comics that I have very much enjoyed, not least of which is, uh, say, Savage Sword of Conan. I've always loved that book. Yeah. Um, and many, many others, but you know, talking about The Walking Dead, Edlard's art in this has just been fantastic. The black and white suits the tone of the story. Um, color wouldn't hurt the book necessarily, but the book doesn't beg for color at the same time. Uh, the black and white is just, it, it, it's there. It's, it's so good. That's true. I've never had the the pages go and flap open and say, "Color me, color me." It's never happened. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, except for that one time when Kevin was in the field and he was eating mushrooms out of the field. Well, that's a whole nobody story. told me that they were the wrong <laughs> kind. How am I to know? So, uh, what's your second one? My second pick. I'm still on the DC side of things for right now. All right. <clears throat> New number one, people. Deathstroke, the Terminator. Oh. Okay. Now, many of us know that uh, Deathstroke the Terminator first appeared in New Teen Titans number two uh, in the Marv Wolfman, George Perez days. Uh, Well, what we have going on here in the New 52 is Mercenary Deathstroke the Terminator, uh, written by uh, Tony S. Daniel. And how how does he differ? How does this character in the New 52, how does he differ from the classic comics? He's a little older. Uh, Some of the elements of his origin have been changed uh, to, you know, kind of give that 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 layer of age to him that kind of 
soldier a little bit, a little past his prime. Uh, obviously, he's still very much a super soldier, and he's still very much you know what we would consider on top of the game. But uh, he had, like he had an edge. He had something to prove. There was oh, okay. something there, you know. And and that comes through in the attitude. It comes through in the abrasiveness. Uh, Mr. Daniels has promised us that this book is going to ramp up the violence that he is going to as he's writing it i believe the quote was he was going to push the envelope so we're going to see deathstroke i think the way that his fans really want to see him they want to see you know those guns that sword the martial arts the grenades you know, just everything they're going to want to see him in situations where a brutal violent deathstroke is exactly what the story calls for explosions and lots of lots of yeah death being yeah. stroked so to speak but again, Mr. Daniels is a writer that I have confidence in, uh, you know, certainly from his various other books. I won't go through his resume right now, but what's important is that he's working Deathstroke and it promises to be very good. So, first issue's out, you should pick that up. You're probably already liking Deathstroke in DC's other title, Suicide Squad, which also features Black Manta and Harley Quinn and Joker's daughter and Deadshot. And we've seen, you know, the kind of want to read that. Yeah, oh, I know, I know you do. I know you do. Once I get back into New 52, it's going to be that and the Bat Books. Well, it's kind of a Bat Book anyway, almost. It's It's a you know, we're, we're going we're, we're to do one of these spotlight shows, and you're going to stop telling people that you're going to get into the new 52. You're going to be there already. That's true. Uh, It'll be exciting. <clears throat> yeah. Stay yeah, tuned. I, I can't wait. But uh, so, yeah, for you, mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. for everybody else, Deathstroke Terminator. All right. And uh, and and oh, so so how does how does this Deathstroke compare with Deathstroke on television? Well, that's hard to say uh, because I haven't had time to give this more than a cursory go through. Oh, no, but, uh, but, but you know, I mean, within the su- Suicide well, Squad, w- within the context of the Suicide Squad, um, this Deathstroke is maybe a little less villainous. Uh, you know, he is definitely playing somewhat by the rules. You know, under the authority of the Suicide Squad, but within the Suicide Squad itself, he has no problem with being abrasive to uh, his his teammates, his yeah. co-workers. Cool. Um, there's a side that Manu Bennett brings out in the Arrow series that is different from the side of the character you'll see in the comic series. But I think we all are fans of Mr. Bennett's portrayal. Rock on. And... Uh, so, but again, you know, in terms of the comic, we're gonna we're gonna see some some brutal action coming out here. All right. Well, yeah, I look forward to uh, catching up. I hate to say that a lot, but it's true. I look forward to staying caught up. Yeah. <laughs> so my second one for this week is yet another uh, TV spinoff. As I mentioned in the uh, the, the the podcast section. Um, Buffy, like uh, like do- the Doctor Who comics, is a spinoff of television rather than a television uh, r- rather than uh, television spinning off of a comic book. And this here is season ten now. Issue eight. Yeah, season ten, issue eight. Um, and this is, I believe, it says right on the cover. Uh, this is a jumping on point. Uh, maybe it's the other version, but anyway, this is a jumping on point. Halloween spectacular issue. Right. Seventeen prom t- fight tactics you won't believe. Right. Dark overlords, worth it. Plus, 
12 reasons to keep fighting evil. It's all right in here, people. It's all right in here. But And, and this, is, this is true, this uh, issue 8 of C- season 10. You're thinking, oh, that's, that's way deep into it. No, this is a jumping on point for Buffy, so go ahead and try. Um, this is this is a one-off story, and uh, you know, uh, issue uh, issue nine of season ten next month uh, will uh, will start a whole new arc. So uh, get ready. Yeah, I, I kind of like the Halloween theme that you've had going on there, uh, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, you know, with uh, Walking Dead and now Buffy, uh, BTVS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Troy, what are you going to be doing uh, for for Halloween this weekend? It seems like there's something going on. Well, you know there is the Halloween Comic Fest here in the comic book store. Uh, so I'm hoping to see people in costumes. Uh, I'm hoping to be giving away a lot of the Comic Fest comics that they have for us to give away, uh, and uh, we're hoping that we can make this event something big, just like uh, with Free Comic Book Day. It'd be nice to have two events in a year now. I know. That's yeah, exciting. Really? Yeah, so uh, uh, so thanks, people at Diamond. That's nice of you. Yes, indeed. Uh, will ComicsOnline.com uh, be out with us on uh, Free Comic Day? We sure as heck will. Well, then. No, notice on your, on your side of the show, I say heck. Yes, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that because, you know, the beep, yeah, it gets kind of annoying. Right. Um, yeah, especially since with Kevin, it's just a constant beep. You know, for like 30 whole minutes. Right. Well, if I get excited about something, that's that's going to happen. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, I recommend you become a fan of the shows uh, Farscape and uh, Battlestar Galactica so you can work frack and frell into your daily lexicon. I was never a big uh, Farscape guy. I mean, I thought it was okay, but it, I, I didn't follow it very closely. Battlestar Galactica, however, I got into uh, like right at the end, maybe the, the beginning of the actual series, the end of the miniseries, beginning of the actual series, uh, so season two, basically. Uh, I'd actually recommend going back to Farscape because it watches even better the second go-round. I, I think that I will at some point, uh, you know, being, being as though now you can just marathon things and uh, mm-hmm. really get into them, but that that is in my uh, queue, so to speak. Uh, maybe you should uh, go to uh, Amazon and buy yourself the complete set on DVD or Blu-ray. You know what? I'm probably just going to stream it, honestly. Mm. And, uh, yeah. But that way you miss the special features that would be included in the complete disc sets. That's true. That's been my problem with the uh, the Marvel stuff. Uh, sad fact, I have not bought anything after Iron Man 2. Ah, well, ladies and gentlemen, let me inform you that uh, if you are buying the Blu-rays, you are getting the Marvel one-shots. These are five-minute mini-movies which bridge in between episodes. But if you're streaming them or if you're getting them from an alternative source and not buying the physical copies, you are not getting the one-shots. You're not getting everything. So and they, they, they really tie things together. They have characters. Uh, they have greater explanation on what's going on with characters. Uh, I have seen all the one-shots up to this point to be happy to tell you about them here in the store come in and ask me about the marvel one shots and then go out and buy the silly things yeah all right speaking of marvel speaking of marvel i'm jumping across the street now uh that is in fact for those of you who aren't comic historians 287 park avenue south new york new york 10016 i don't remember the zip code but hey that was pretty good uh marvel in dc I remember the number yeah marvel and dc used to be located uh at, at opposite ends of the street from each other so you talk about going across the street to the other company that's why i keep doing yeah. that yeah 
So, back in the day. Yeah, amazing X-Men issue number 12. Did we ever figure out what this is an homage to, this cover? Not yet, but I will crack that mystery. Between here and there, however, this is what's important about this amazing X-Men issue number 12. It is the conclusion to the World War Wendigo story. I'm showing some of the World War Wendigo awesomeness that is on the inside of this comic. Let me give you one more. Oh, there's a good one. I'm actually going to show this one to Kev, too, and he can go, oh, my God, I'm so behind. I've got to get caught up so I can read that. That is true. See that? that? Kapow, look at what? Yep. That's a thing. That happened. Yes, that is a thing. They come so, out tomorrow. Yep, yep. Uh, so Flash for those of comics. you, <laughs> for those of you who didn't know, uh, there has been a situation in Canada involving a shipment of tainted meat. Uh, some human flesh has fallen into meat at a meat packing facility. Won't be the first which, time. Won't be the last. Which was then distributed across Canada, and as you might well know, the curse of the Wendigo is he who consumes human flesh becomes a Wendigo. In this instance, a lot of people became Wendigo. And so the X-Men were called to go up north and try to stall this, you know, find a way to stop it. Initially, when the Wendigos came across the border into the United States, the curse was lifted. That's not a thing anymore. So if I just if I chew my, my cuticles, is that, am I going to become a Wendigo? Let's not find out. I just did it. Oh, stop that. <sighs> when? Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. D. I have to go get the go. dark hold and lift this curse off of Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing X-Men number 12. All right, amazing X-Men. Uh, I'm going to get get weird and get some DC. Just kidding, it's Vertigo. A DC imprint and the best DC imprint, and thank goodness it's still around. Dead Boy Detective spun out of Sandman back in the day, and uh, these two guys are just what it says on the tin, as they say. Two uh, dead boys who are detectives, and they're they're cute and have adventures that are uh, at once sort. They, they seem like they're they're sort of, and this is the, the case in the back in the day at least. I I uh, am not caught up on this series sadly, um, but back in the day they would they would start out at in like a practically an Encyclopedia Brown type situation. If you remember that series, I do. Um, but then it got. You know, it got Vertigo because this is this is not uh, this is not Star Comics. I re- was there a DC version of the of, of a Kitty comic? Seemed uh, like there was. Maybe it might I'm have been just like a little cover imprint head, or something but... like that. But anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. This is not Kitty thing. This is a this is a an all not an all ages. This is a mature readers yes. thing. As is the case with uh, books in the Vertigo line. Uh, yeah. If you're reading Dead Boy Detectives, let me also recommend that you pick up uh, Sandman Overture by uh, Neil. Gaiman. Definitely. Uh, six issue miniseries up to issue three at the moment. Neil Gaiman. 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 My apologies, sir. My yeah. apologies. I'm an American. Uh, Thanks for continuing to watch our show, though. It's really nice. Yes. Indeed. Or listen. Either way. <laughs> there's, there's just nothing that can be done with me. Uh, I apologize for horrifically butchering your name uh, every right. episode. Yeah. Neil's a good, you know, nice guy anyway. He's not worried about it. <laughs> He's going to punch me right in my eye, isn't he? That would be weird. And yet, I hope it's, it's taped if that happens. Let's make um, sure to set, set it up. Up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dead Boy Detectives. All right. What's your third? My, uh, that w- I already did three. I, I mean, fourth. Four. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're streaming. Count. We're moving. 287 Park Avenue South, New York, New York. Mark is going to turn this off. This is oh okay so I, I thought you, <laughs> I thought we were pausing sorry 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 yeah we're fine 
Okay, the Logan Legacy, issue number two. Uh, following the events of the death of Wolverine, let me just give you a little flash on the inside here. So, if you haven't read the fourth issue yet, I'm sorry, here's a great big spoiler. The series is called Death of Wolverine for a Reason. Logan Legacy... He dead. The Logan Legacy actually picked up with the characters Sabretooth and Dakin and X-23 and Mystique uh, and has gone into a storyline involving these characters, antagonists and support characters of Wolverine. So not actually Wolverine himself. This is Logan's legacy. Um, you know, Sabretooth is a longtime uh, opponent. Uh, you know, you could really call him an arch, an arch enemy, yeah. a nemesis. Is that appropriate? Nemesis? I would say so. Uh, X-23, uh, the female clone of Wolverine. Uh, Dakin, Wolverine's son. Um, Mystique, with whom Wolverine has a very complex history. That's the Logan Legacy. I strenuously recommend picking it up. We still have uh, copies of the first issue. The second issue just drops Wednesday. So come get that before it's all gone. Yeah. The interior looks like amazement. But, again, um, you know, what can we say? Uh, people ask, you know, what's going to happen, you know, when Wolverine dies? Are they really going to kill the character? Well, apparently there's plenty of stories to tell. Wolverine is important because he is a linchpin to these other characters, but he doesn't have to be here to be important. That's the kind of guy Wolverine is. Um, I'm not showcasing them this week, but I also recommend picking up the Storm series and the Nightcrawler series uh, because they each featured uh, kind of a Requiem, a Death of Wolverine Requiem, where we get to see how the characters closest to Wolverine, in a friendly sense, react to his demise. Um, Storm uh, interacts with Yukio. Remember her from the Wolverine miniseries? Uh, those of you who aren't longtime Wolverine readers, she was the pretty Japanese redhead in the Wolverine movie. The second Wolverine one. Yes. The yes. one that was less sucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, in any event, uh, as the characters, you know, as, as the news spreads, you know, Logan's dead, he's not coming back, and each character reacts, they, they grieve in their own way. So uh, definitely come pick this up, get into it, and uh, I, I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind we will see Wolverine again, the same way that there was no doubt in my mind that we would see Captain America again. Uh, there was no doubt in my mind that we would see Asgard and the Asgard guardians again regardless of the deaths of these characters and bucky and uncle ben and actually I, uh, uncle ben is still quite dead thank you uh bucky barnes is the winter soldier that was actually a very good brew baker story gwen uh, stacy gwen stacy is actually still quite dead her clone notwithstanding her parallel universe clones notwithstanding gwen stacy is still quite dead captain marvell died of cancer still quite dead that that spider verse thing we're gonna have an ongoing gwen stacy book uh well let's wait and see there don't drop all the spoilers for There's people who haven't be, read I, the Edge of Spider-Verse. Oh, well, that's not even telling you anything about it. This is an alternate dimensional sort of character. But there's a Gwen Stacy book that's coming. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> oh, Kevin. That's not a spoiler. Oh, what it's to just do from another that? dimension. You know how the dimensions work. There's an infinite number of Gwen, St Gwen Stacy's who survived. Uh, yeah. So, that's uh, how that works. Kevin. Infinity. Tell the nice people that Logan Legacy sounds good and it sounds your good. better wishes. You're going to pick it up. I am going to pick it up because Troy has mentally possessed me. <laughs> uh, yeah, where do we get outside? I do have the droids he's looking That's, for. I call him Karma. 
That's a new mutants joke. So, uh, Kev, what's your big number four? I'm going to roll into some Spider-Man 2 because I am into a little MC2 there. Uh, Looks like Mayday Parker from the MC2 universe. That's the the, the formerly sort of maybe future of Marvel. Um, uh, Spider-Girl, which went for like a hundred issues or something amazing like that. Um, And it was was canceled like four times and then the fans just said heck no strongly heck no probably used other words than that but said hey we want that character we love that character and we want her back and they kept getting her back uh until like i say a hundred or more issues i think there was an e- even a miniseries after that hundredth uh there yeah I, yeah and I was just thinking to myself, you know, man, Dan Slott is really knocking the Spider-Man stuff right out of the park. Dan Slott is amazing on Spider-Man. I wasn't quite so uh, quite sure how I felt about Dan Slott with that whole uh, death of Spider-Man and the whole, uh, uh, what was it? It's not sensational, not spectacular. What's it called? The the Superior? Right. Like Troy's uh, <laughs> mental capacity or memory <laughs> capacity, at the very least, superior is the adjective uh, that applied to that Spider-Man. 14 petabytes of comic knowledge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the Superior Spider-Man was an excellent run, uh, and it showcased uh, Otto Octavius in the body of Peter Parker, living Peter's life, trying to be a better Spider-Man than Peter himself was. But and Peter's back now. That's what's important. Peter's back. The Edge of Spider-Verse story is kicking off, and we are getting into the story of the Hunters. Those individuals, not just Moreland, there are other Hunters who are hunting the spiders down. Moreland was uh, bad enough himself. Yeah, well, he's not alone. There's more. Here's my problem with the whole Moreland thing. He's like, oh, yeah, I must kill all spiders in all universes. But, you know, unlike uh, DC, which uh, had the, uh, the conceit that there were 52 alternate universes... Marvel seems to say there are essentially an infinite number of, of additional universes, which means Moreland never stops. There, there is, it's not possible to k- kill all the spiders. Well, we're going to have to find some way to make that happen, or else Peter is going to spend the rest of his life running from trouble. Oh, wait! That's what Peter does anyway! <laughs> all the damn time. I mean, darn time. Yep, yep. yep. So, uh, yes, then they're... Well, then they're now, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, yeah, amazing. Amazing Spider-Man issue number eight. Come check out Mayday Parker. Keep up with the Spider-Verse that's ongoing right now. Uh, and there will be yet even more of this to come. Do I have all those? Uh, actually, I think you do, but we'll oh, double good. check. Uh, well, yeah, we got to clean your box out anyway. you got like a short box of comics back there. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to reading them, that's for sure. That's like 175 comics because I haven't put them in bags and boards. Oh. <laughs> all right, what's your next one? It's actually two, but I'm making it one pick. I understand. There is absolutely no doubt in anyone's mind what I'm picking, because this is the week that Godzilla, ruler, uh, rulers of Earth, and... Godzilla Cataclysm. I absolutely love these two books from IDW. Two great um, tastes that taste great together. Oh, and is that a is that an Art Adams cover? 
That is that one's Colin Bond doing it, and no, I'm saying is that one in oh, our oh, house oh, cover? Uh, my bad, my bad. Uh, n- no, that is not actually Mr. Adams' work, but uh, it is actually pretty incredible. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so there are two different stories going on here. Godzilla Cataclysm picks up in the aftermath of a big monster attack, and the monsters have been dormant, and people are surviving, scratching out a living, and the monsters make a triumphant return, uh, and there is terror, and they're screaming, and there are big monsters stomping around. Um, Godzilla Rulers of Earth uh, takes a different approach. It's sort of continuing uh, stories that have been ongoing with an alien invasion, a conspiracy, uh, efforts to capture the monsters, uh, to build a Mecha Godzilla, and then to take that Mecha Godzilla and make it available on the black market because there's a whole bunch of these things. Uh, I'm just going to download one on the internet. Uh, <laughs> two incredible sets of stories. I am loving both of them. If you're fans of the Godzilla franchise, any of them, uh, they're all actually represented in the series up to this point. So you will see uh, a character like uh, Gigan from Godzilla Final Wars, but you'll see Space Godzilla from the Heisei series. Uh, we've seen Biollante also from the Heisei series. Uh, but we're looking at a classic Mecha Godzilla from the original Showa series. Uh, it's, you know, the 1970s Godzilla, the 1980s, 90s Godzilla, and the Millennium 2000 Godzillas and on. It's pretty incredible. Everything so far, except for the most recent, the 2014 film is represented but have no doubts that one i believe will represent itself before too much longer here now when you say the 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 millennium one you're not talking about the film right you're, you, are you talking about comics or are you talking about the the broderick well the, film? the the film no not the broderick film uh, the broderick film uh, doesn't count in the Thank godzilla goodness. dynasty uh the godzilla millennium series is everything after godzilla 2000 so godzilla 2000 oh, godzilla against mega Garus. no no the movies they were they were actually Actually, several movies that Kevin here is behind on. No great surprise there. Spoiler alert, Kevin doesn't know something. Um, <laughs> uh, there were several films in the Millennium series. Uh, they reboot back to the original 1954 films. Now these, are, these, these weren't uh, cre- created in America, right? These, these no, they Japanese were not. Films. They were all Japanese. Okay, fine. Uh, all right, I don't feel bad then. That's fine. Yeah, I'm going to help Kevin out with some of this. Sounds good. But before we can do that, Kevin, what's your number one pick this week? Well, my last pick, not necessarily. These are not necessarily in any order because, frankly, for me, it's going to be Walking Dead because that's the one I freak out about. Like, oh, I must read this first at all times. But mine, my last one, you know, I, I for a time, hold on, I for a time have have thought, you know, oh, you know, been wrestling with uh, theology and that, and, and thankfully, Marvel has uh, helped me out with that and shown me that Thanos, uh, a god up there, is listening. I'm going to put an is. In there like like troy wants to put an and in everything geek and pop culture i'm gonna say a god up there is listening and he's thanos because why not uh this is issue three and uh for those of you playing along at home yes indeed this has become a weekly series i didn't realize myself that it was a weekly series but i'm kind of into it uh, as well you should be uh this series uh has given us a lot more uh feature on thanos's son thane um thane given to us in uh, the Infinity series. 
All right. Uh, instrumental uh, in stopping Thanos in that six-issue miniseries from last year. Uh, so we're seeing more on him, and we're getting into Thane pro- possibly taking on the legacy of his father. Because why? Um, well, why don't you read the comic and find out? Well, I thought Get you were going to no, no, give no, a little no, hint no, as to why. No, 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 no hints? No. Spoilers. One, two, three issues so far, ladies and gentlemen. Come and pick those silly things up. Interesting enough, uh, it's since been overturned conversationally, but uh, Thanos was introduced, of course, in uh, the pages of Iron Man number 55, which uh, I actually own a copy of. Shocking. Uh, Yes. uh, In the pages of uh, the Mighty Avengers, however, I believe Avengers Annual 7, Thanos was described by the Vision as being a mutant demigod, and that certainly made him sound ridiculously powerful. Now, since then, we know that Thanos is actually an eternal. Um, They are not demigods, but they are incredibly powerful. He's he's part eternal, right? Isn't he? No, no, no. He is uh, from Titan, the Titanian Eternals, and he is a throwback to the truly immortal, energy-manipulating, super-strong Eternals. Well, right, but, uh, yeah, uh, the the Eternals back in the day, Jack Kirby and all that sort of thing. But I was under the impression that that Thanos, due to his uh, wrinkly chin, uh, had uh, some amount of his lineage was uh, was Skrull. No, no, that's the mutant aspect. No, no, he is not part Skrull. I, I thought that that was a thing where they were no, hinting at it, and, no. and Thanos is like, "I'll kill everyone who ever says that, <laughs> <laughs> or who doesn't." Uh, yeah, no, 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 no scrolling in here. Thanos is a titanium. I thought that was going to be a thing. No, no, no. It's just a furrowed chin. It's a, it's an airmark of his mutant legacy, uh, and uh, he's probably sensitive about the way he looks, particularly since after he was born, his mother wanted to kill him for his monstrous aspect. Yeah. Well, and it's probably not wise to be all, hey, Thanos, your grandma's a Skrull. What up? Yeah, I kind of sort of see being it's kind of a death wish. It's yeah. a kind of a death wish sort of thing. You've got to be kind of, uh, yeah, high end. You're very, very cosmic. Extra super cosmic, as they say, or I just said. Well, yes. Bear in mind, in the pages of Marvel 2 and 1 Annual Number 2, Thanos proved that he was capable of fist fighting Thor and the Thing at the same time. So if you are going to get in Thanos' grill, you might want to bring an A-game that's better than that. <laughs> who's a who's a brawler that's uh, that's that's bigger than that? I mean, you know, Hulk. You know, champion you... of the universe. Oh, champion! Very good. Thanks. There you go. Happy to help. <laughs> uh, champion of the universe. Uh, part of those siblings who were called the elders of the universe. Uh-huh. Uh, champion's first appearance, incidentally, uh, Marvel Two and One Annual Number Seven. I knew it was in Marvel Two and One. Tycho Slatterus is his actual name. Uh, he claims kinship to the gardener and the grandmaster and the collector. And the collector yes. that you may have seen in Guardians of the Galaxy, and also uh, what he he was at the end of some. Thor 2. Thor 2, the dark world. Yes. Thor 2, even Thorer. Yes, yes. Uh, the Collector, first appearance, Avengers number 28. <laughs> or the end of Thor 2, depending, depending <laughs> on what universe you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my. All right, well, there's our fives. All right, those are our top five comics for each of us for this week. Uh, this is going to be new comics for Wednesday, October 22nd. 22nd. 2014. And uh, and that's comics for this week. Yeah. So uh, so follow us on Twitter, uh, Flashback Comics and Games. Like us on Facebook. 
Yep. Flashback Comics Online. And then also, of course, on the YouTube. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube. And uh, check out everything uh, geek pop culture with Comics Online on uh, blip.tv. Comicsonline.blip.tv. That's where all of our interview visit- videos can be found. Uh-huh. And an extra 5% discount if you can count the number of times that Kevin didn't use the word and in any of his sentences tonight. That's really weird. Troy would probably really do that for you. That's that's how uh, amazing he is here. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so, uh, and then after this, those of you who are uh, who are not uh, normally watching the other half of the show, the, the, the geek pop culture section, we've got one more section to come, so stick around. Clear. Okay. And we're back with part two, or actually this time part three of the Comics Online podcast, video edition, also audio edition, uh, season 15, episode seven. Uh, As always, I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me, as always these days, my co-host, Troy David Phillips here. Yeah, uh, wow. That's... As always, it's like this is getting to be a thing. It is a thing, and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm hoping that uh, that my existing fans are uh, are enjoying all of this, all these changes. This is, uh, as always, I mean, we've been doing this for over six years now, or I have. Um, it, you know, it's it's an evolving thing and a, and a changing thing, um, and as I mentioned earlier, um, we're we're getting uh, a, a little bit of attention this episode as uh, uh, Giovanni Giorgio um, and uh, and Lax Dude of uh, Pod Gods. Uh, we'll check that out there. Those uh, for for those of you listening to the uh, audio thing, I'm, I'm I'm putting up their logo to the screen. Um, but uh, they're going to be uh, giving us their rundown. And, and kind of, I've, I've been wanting that, not necessarily from them. Uh, I know that Lax Dude hates me and, you know, whatever, whatever. He's, he's kind of has that sort of thing going on all the time. But but Gio, I really respect his opinion because, you know, he is, you know, their, their podca- podcast, Podgons, you know, the, the, touts them as podcast experts. Giovanni is a podcast expert. You know, he works with Adam Carolla on on those podcasts, on on his uh, a ton of those. And so, um, and then he's got a ton of his own. Hey, Kevin, look. You've got, Brownies. Brownies. You've got, you got a dessert. Hey, look. Hey, look, podcast viewers. Uh, who do we have here? Uh, one of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One of our very favorites. Indeed. Uh, if you were to come to the Bungalow Ale House... By the way, come Amanda to the Bungalow. Here. Yes, come to the Bungalow Ale House here in Woodbridge, Virginia. Amanda has been uh, one of our regular waitresses, uh, lovely young woman that she is. Also very helpful, uh, very knowledgeable about the menu, the drink selections. Uh, good with a suggestion if you're not quite sure what you're in the mood for. Uh, you know, food comes out in a timely fashion. Can't sing her praises highly enough. Uh, you should come out here and, uh, you know what, put, put my words to the test. Don't just take my word for it. Come out here and ask for Amanda. Sit in her section, and she will take care of you. It's true. True story. Indeed, indeed. And obviously the food here is good because, look, she's having the uh, brownie sundae. 
Uh, the brownie sundae, I mean, this, yeah, this, this thing is delectable. I've actually had it myself several times. Earlier tonight, I had the rack and wings. So it's a half rack of uh, ribs and a uh, half dozen wings, and I am quite full of food, so I'm skipping dessert. My my grumpy, you know, like much like the new fifty two. I look at the, the, the that rack and wings. You say you got a half a rack and you got six wings. To me, wings are a cheap food, and so I'm like, uh, all right, so that's nineteen dollars. But for twenty dollars, you can just get a, a full rack. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just get a full rack? Because I'm a fan of the full rack. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of sexism, uh, t- <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> I want I I want to soon. Am I am I running over something you wanted to go over? No, no, no. But I was going to say since uh, since our podcast is being reviewed, uh, and since uh, you know we often get onto topics comic related, Uh I thought, well, why not give our reviewers something that they can review us on? You know, let's 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 pick a comic topic and uh, talk this thing through. Okay. Well, um, let me let, let me go through. I want to I want to just uh, throw out some some feelers at this moment. So I've got a couple of things for our watchers and our listeners to uh, to think about and get back to us. Please, for goodness' sake, uh, tweet us on Twitter, uh, hit us up on Facebook, or email us at, co- at podcast at comicsonline dot com, and uh, and let us uh, let us know what you think about a couple of things. All right, here are the two things. Whatever you're passionate about, either way, uh, we want to know what you think. Uh, number one, um, I'm thinking about not continuing the audio version of this unless we have an, an audio-only interview um, or an audio-only um, discussion. Um, the, these things that we do weekly with flashback comics, I'm thinking about just kind of leaving those in the video, in the realm of video uh, on on YouTube and on Blip TV and just kind of not bothering with the uh, with the audio because I, I'm just not so sure as anybody cares anymore. Well, I, let, let, let me toss this out here, Kevin, for yeah. weighing in my two cents, if I may. Yeah. Uh, I, I find that the audio version of the podcast, and not just this one, but uh-huh. audio versions in general, uh, for those opportunities when you can't watch a video, uh, the audio-only audio only segment might be something that you can listen to. Yeah. Uh, when you don't have the ability to watch. That's true. Like, for example, driving to work. Uh, if you're a regular commuter in the Washington metropolitan area, uh, you might be driving along listening to the podcast instead of listening to music or listening to talk radio, but you don't really want to be watching the video while you're driving. That but would it, be bad. But if it's the same show, one could mm-hmm. ostensibly go and just mm-hmm. just put the, the, the YouTube or the Blip TV video on your phone and uh, and then just you know turn it over and not be not be looking at it but you're just listening to the same audio you would be listening to off of itunes and that's my concern i'm like am i am i overdoing it do do people really care about having itunes anymore are they just streaming it or are they actually downloading it um and and listening to it on the plane or listening to it where they've got crappy internet well the other thing to consider with the audio version uh is there will be things in the audio version that you'll say whereas in the video version you'll be relying on the visual representation if I'm listening without watching, then I, I'd actually be more reliant on you speaking out. Well, and that's and that's the whole thing. What I'm saying, because like, because really, when when it comes to to that, I'm saying, uh, I, I'm asking. 
when it comes to these weekly shows that we've sure, been doing sure. uh, video-wise, and there's there's plenty of times where we're just like, hey, look at this art, and we're showing the uh, the artwork or the, the cover of the comic book uh, to the viewer, and to those people listening, you know, they're just kind of waiting for us to get around to describing it. And to be fair, waiting around for Troy to start describing it because <laughs> I've been a mess lately when it comes to describing comics, and uh, I hope to get better at that. Yeah, well, uh, reading them will be a great big step forward. I have been reading a few things. I've been reading a few uh, some Avengers titles. I've been I've been trying to catch up. Well, and and I, and I have made a little, you know, some strides, just not as much as I would like. Uh, you know, for example, have you been following uh, along with uh, the incursions in the pages of New Avengers? Uh, I noticed that you were a little surprised to see Hyperion in the pages of the Avengers. Yeah. I'm guessing that Avengers got- World uh, is something that you've fallen well behind Actually, on. I read about four of those in a row recently. Um, and I did notice that he was in there. But, you know, I wasn't saying, oh, my gosh, I'm surprised that he's there. But I'm like, okay, I've seen him as, like, a bit part in a couple of comics. Mm-hmm. But, like, when did he come back? What's the deal with that? And, of course, Troy described it to me. Oh, this is a uh, this is a, an alternate reality version of Hyperion, which the uh, 616 version, I believe, died a long time ago. Uh, well, <clears throat> or the 616 version, was there ever a 616 version? Was it always yes, an alternate yes. version? Uh, the 616 version, truthfully, that would be the villainous Hyperion, the uh, squadron sinister Hyperion. Okay. Uh, the version from 7186 or whatever the number was, the squadron supreme Earth. Right. Uh, the one the one that we all know as, that's, that's, I mean, that's my Hyperion, that squadron supreme version. And then there's the J. Michael Straczynski reimagining of Hyperion. Right, the like the ultimate Supreme universe. Power. Supreme power. Yeah. Not, not the same thing. But it, but it, it felt like. The there ult- was a crossover with the ultimate universe, yeah. yes. Uh, but uh, And then there is the version of Hyperion. It was the criminal Hyperion. Another criminal In the Hyperion. pages of Exiles. What was the, Now, who was the one that was in Defenders, like in the 70s or early 80s? That was the Squadron Sinister Hyperion. And but he wasn't he like reformed or or maybe he was just uh, well no we to be also no 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 we also saw we've seen both in the defenders okay uh, the defenders fought the squadron sinister okay and then many issues later uh, one eleven twelve thirteen right in that ballpark excellent we uh, we saw the squadron supreme including new members uh, nuke. Power Princess, Arcana Jones, <clears throat> filling out the team and uh, making it much more of a pastiche of the Justice League. And these are the folks who would come back later, and or, or the, maybe not these exact characters, but but uh, these uh, the analogs to these characters were the ones that would uh, populate the the Squadron Supreme twelve issue limited series. Yeah, back. the Mark Greenwald series. The Mark now, that Greenwald. was that was actually the Squadron Supreme. Yeah. Uh, such as we had seen in the pages of the Avengers and the Defenders. Yeah. Uh, and that squadron, we got to actually see their Earth live on their earth with them for 12 issues each issue encompassing one month of real time for them so the 12 issues were an entire year that entire event laid itself out over the course of the year and saw characters actually die yeah uh you know saw some some changes for uh the squadron supreme universe 
What was the guy like barbed wire or rip line? Haywire. 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 <laughs> Haywire. That guy died. Uh, no, no. Haywire survived. Oh, he was the guy who survived. Never mind. Just yes. kidding. Uh, Quagmire, on the other hand, the one Quagmire. with the dark Quagmire, yeah. The, the tar-like dark force. Right. He died, except he didn't actually die. He got sucked into his dark force dimension. Did he come back later? And spewed back out in the pages of Quasar, I believe, which was also Mark Grunewald written book. And Quasar is where uh, Starbrand came back for the first time. Uh, the Starbrand also came back. The Squadron Supreme found a home in the pages of Quasar. Uh-huh. Uh, we also saw, well, during Mark Runewald's tenure on uh, Quasar, we took a four-issue trip to the Stranger's World where we saw the return of a lot of Marvel B-list characters. And for, for some reason, I apparently love the B-list characters. Well, I mean, okay, if I'm saying Defenders, yeah, I love the B-list characters. It, once upon a time, the Defenders actually follow the formula of success of the Avengers. It was three A-list characters. Sure. The Hulk, the Submariner, Doctor Strange brought together in an ensemble team. And Silver Surfer. Well, Silver Surfer. Came but he, on later. Yep. He wasn't in the initial story arc, no. but he did come... Here's the thing. I love Defenders back in the day. The first Defenders story actually begins in Doctor Strange 183, moves into Submariner 22, and Incredible Hulk 126. Now, 183, we're talking the the Doctor, the original Doctor Strange that spun out of what? Strange Tales? Yes. Okay. Uh, 183 was the uh, the end of the Doctor Strange series. Oh, okay. And then, he, and then he came back in the, what, early to mid-70s? Well, they did relaunch the book uh, from Marvel. I want to say it was Marvel Premiere. Is that what it was? I believe it was I remember. Premier. I remember having a handful where they were, like, in the, in the 40s, 50s, 60s. And, right. And I was a little kid, and this was probably, like, 79, 80 uh, when I got. And those were some of my earliest comics. Well, they did relaunch the series yet again. Doctor Strange, one of the few characters from the, the heyday of Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, whereas the majority of those Marvel characters, like the Fantastic Four, persisted into constant publication, Doctor Strange is one of those characters that just couldn't seem to sustain a book indefinitely. Isn't that funny? It is, actually. Yeah. It is. Um, the Hulk also... I blame Kevin Nolan in Strange Tales when it was, when it was Doctor Strange and, and Cloak and Dagger. Kevin no, Nolan, no, not, not Kevin, a great artist. Not Kevin not Nolan's a fan. fault. Uh, I actually like the work of Kevin Everybody Nolan. loves him but me. I don't like his pointy noses and all the faces look the same. Now, you know, I, I'm sure he's a great artist in reality, but subjectively, my my taste, just I find him distasteful. His, not him, his art, obviously. i got to be clear about that. Yeah, Kevin Nolan's going to punch you in the eye. And we're, Keith, we're all getting punched in the eye. And Keith Given, because I was talking trash about, not really, the, the same sort of trash, where I'm like, ah, I don't love his art. Keith Giffen was the artist on the Great Darkness Saga in the Legion of Superheroes. It was fantastic. And Written I, by Paul Levitz, inked by Larry Malstead. It was fantastic. Paul Levitz. You mean the, uh, what, 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 what is he to, to DC now? Isn't he like the... Executive Vice President. Super Coordinator of all things. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, hey, Paul, pay attention to what they're doing at Marvel in the live-action category. Just saying. Uh, actually, I don't think he has a lot of control over the cinematic well, maybe aspect. he ought to. Well, maybe they should give control to him. Right? Because he used to he used to write <laughs> comics that Troy likes. And if Troy likes them, they might even be good. They are extremely he good. He likes New 52, so... 
I like a lot of the new 52. I mean, I will be completely honest. Not every book in the new 52 has appealed to me. Yeah. I did not read the entirety of the product line when it launched. I don't read the entirety of the product line now. But I, you know what? I'm invested in Superman, the character. Whether or not I liked New 52 I as a really, concept. I really disliked the New 52 version of Superman. It, it, it made sense, but, you know, to have, to have him, you know, when he first comes in in that JLA and he's all frail and quirky and weird, it made sense. Well, but I didn't love it. I, it was like, oh, this is not the Superman I know. Go away, weird guy. Well, you know, understand that when he was introduced in the JLA, he, he wasn't frail and weak. I mean, we was it was it action or something? Which one was he frail and? Uh, uh, he wasn't weak. He just he was just skinny. A flashpoint. Was it Flash? No, yes. I didn't even. I barely read. I like read like one issue of. Yeah, flashpoint. because he had been imprisoned with no direct sunlight. And that was why he was thin and frail. Uh, in the I, pages I, of Justice League, I just thought he was, was actually rather robust. I thought it was one of those things where it was like the the reason why he was thin. It's like, oh, he's Superman. He gets his he gets his power not from from flexing his muscles, but from the sunlight. So all so he doesn't need big bu- muscles, and that was the reason he was all. Uh, well, there, there, there have been. Now we're skipping around really all over the place here. We're, uh, <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're uh, staying on topic here is a challenge. Hey, if this is the first time you've listened to the Comics Online podcast, we're sorry. I'll always say that. That's that's what the answer usually, that's what the follow-on. So please feel free to say that next oh, time. yeah. Well, right. uh, I apologize for Kevin here. Yeah. Uh, so. Please go on. Superman has been depicted as both rather athletically buff and somewhat more slender. And a lot of that has to do with the artist's perception of where Superman's great strength derives from. I personally like the John Byrne version where he's athletically buff, but I also like uh, Gary Frank's depiction of Superman where he more resembles Christopher Reeve, who is quite athletic but not of Arnold Schwarzenegger proportions. I like the Lisa Frank version where he's covered in rainbows. This guy. That's that's a uh, that's a trapper keeper joke. Bringing it back to the eighties. Yes, indeed. Now, as I was saying, with the rest of New Fifty Two, regardless whether or not I liked the direction of the universe, the multiverse overall. This is where the characters were. Uh, I wanted to persist with Green Lantern. I wanted to persist with The Flash. Like I said, I was invested in Superman and Wonder Woman. Um, I wanted to see what was going on with the Legion of Superheroes, with the Teen Titans. I wanted to see the formation of the Justice League. If Martian Manhunter is no longer on the team, then where is the Martian Manhunter? What's he doing? Oh, I have to read Stormwatch. Okay. Uh, What's up with the Red Lanterns? What's... But then there were books that I did not read. I did not read Firestorm. I did not read the Blue Beetle series. I didn't read Grifter. I didn't read Voodoo. Uh, I didn't read Men of War. I didn't read the Black Hawk series. I initially was not reading Birds of Prey, but I came back around to Birds of Prey. Um, there were one or two other books that I wasn't reading initially, but I swung around to. No Gail Simone, and we riot. Um, well, there, there might be rioting. I'm just saying I will riot because I'm, I, yeah, no Gail Simone. Uh, yeah, sorry, no Birds of Prey. Sorry, DC. And I know Gail Simone has said, hey, it's fine, everything's fine, don't worry about it. But I'm like, I, I'm honestly just not interested. You know, she's going to give you some secret six. Can you just be happy with that? 
she's a great writer and just seems to be an all-around wonderful person. Well, then why aren't you reading her Red Sonia? I'm not interested in Red Sonia. The, the character doesn't appeal to me. Although, then maybe again, the character would appeal to you when it's written by Gail Simone. It might be. I gotta ca- I gotta catch up on my favorites first. Once I'm all caught up on my favorites, I will go into new new realms. Because I don't have that kind of. I know Troy jokes around about how. Oh yeah, you make all kinds of money. I also have a kid and a wife. Do you know what this means? That means I don't have a lot of money. Uh, I have a kid, and I have a wife. And I have two kids and a wife, if, if you want to go that direction. Well, I stopped with one. <laughs> no. Yeah. I love both of my children. They're both wonderful human beings. However, they're at each. They're both at the difficult end of the spectrum. Two and a half and 19 are mm. classically not the easiest to deal with ages, by the way. Hmm. I don't know if you know about this, but it's uh, true. Yes, I do. I've dealt with both of those yeah. once each. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with the same kid. Um, but anyway, uh, gosh, what was it? Oh, I was going earlier. I'm sorry. Go, go well, ahead. With no, the, no, no, no. Uh, so now we were coming back from New 52. I don't know how we got on the New 52. We always was, get on to the New 52 well, for some reason. That's That, that was we you. We need to cut it out. It's my fault. It's totally it totally. Well, it, it really is. I mean, honestly, I think you just need to read what's there. I will. And here's and my just, plan. And just with, keep, with regard to New 52, here's my plan. I Once I'm caught up on my Marvel stuff... Um, I'm going to go and start into bad books and then branch out into those uh, secondary bad books like Birds of Prey and, and uh, what do you call uh, 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 Secret Six, Sinister Six? Secret Six. Secret Six. Sinister Six? Sinister Six. Those were Spider-Man villains. Oh, man. Anyway, I'm going to go into them too, damn it, if they have a comic of their own. So, And then from there, I will go into uh, Green Lantern. Uh, both the original and the core, probably not Red Lantern or whatever else is going on. Uh, but but well, uh, Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps, I will read those. Then I will catch up on also some, some additional fun uh, uh, Vertigo and some, some uh, other... Uh, like image stuff, and then I will start going into the things that I'm interested in DC-wise. Half a mo. Yes, So, sir. Green Lantern. All right. Green Lantern is currently in a story arc called Godhead. Godhead involves the new I gods. I knew her. <laughs> uh, speaking of sexism, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. So, <laughs> Godhead involves the new gods. And the various Green Lantern Corps, the, the other Spectrum Corps as well, uh, and takes us into the pages of Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, Green Lantern New Guardians, Red Lantern, and Infinity Man and the Forever People. So Red Lantern is actually an integral book in the overall Green Lantern Careful your arc. gesturing might get right into this. I have an eye on the brownie. All I right. will respect the brownie. I appreciate it. Uh, you should respect the brownie by eating it faster. All right. It's melting. I know. What a world. What a world. What a world. So. My daughter loves that movie. My son loved it when he was a kid, and she and, and Coraline loves it, too. Uh, well, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Green Lantern, of course, centers on Hal Jordan. Uh, Green Lantern Corps seems mostly to center on Jon Stewart. Green Lantern New Guardians centers on Kyle Rayner, and Red Lanterns centers on Guy Gardner. 
Uh, Kyle is my favorite. Do, well, then you need to be checking out the he, new Guardians. He, series. Let me put it this way: before Hal came back, Kyle was my favorite. I think they kind of ruined the Kyle character since then. And I, you know, even before New Fifty Two, I wasn't loving the way they were treating the Kyle uh, Kyle's character. Much like, um, you know, when when spoiler when when. Uh, I'm not saying that there's a spoiler coming, but Stephanie Brown, uh, when she when she went away, like that was weird. Like it was a great character, loved her, loved her, loved her. All of a sudden, gone. Eventually, came back, and then her character was just not good anymore. Uh, also, with Tim Drake, like my Tim Drake, my favorite Robin. Love Nightwing. Don't get me wrong, but as far as a character who is actively Robin, love have all, Tim Drake is is my Robin. Tim Drake was a great character, uh, but but he, uh, you know, he even before New Fifty Two, he started eating shit. Frankly, <laughs> as far as being a likable, a wonderful character. Well, you know, yeah, well, I mean, what can I tell you? A character can't remain static forever. And no, I do not always like the changes that come. Uh, truth to be told, there are a lot of changes that I don't like. You know, I talked about being emotionally invested in a character like Superman. It's not to say that I've liked every single Superman story that's come down the pike. To be completely truthful, I didn't necessarily like every single John Byrne story, but I liked more of them than not. What's your favorite? Favorite uh, Superman story. My favorite Superman story? Oh, my God. I'll, I'll tell you mine. My favorite Superman story is not a Superman story. It's uh, it, it's Generations. Um, the Superman, Batman, you know, ongoing generation yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's John Byrne, written and, and drawn by John Byrne. Loved it. I loved the first one, loved the second one. Might have loved the third one. I honestly don't remember it that well. The, but those first two I read over and over, like... I, I in today in, I, I don't reread in, anything in no particular order. I was a big, big fan. Well, you know, yeah. Again, in no particular order. Uh, Alan Moore for the man who is everything. It's a standalone Superman story. This is fantastic. Uh, I very much like uh, John Byrne's Superman. The the compositing. It's John Byrne and Paul Levitz. It's Superman, Action Comics, and Legion of Superheroes. So it's okay. a four-part story. It crosses over between three titles. And it's called. It was called what? Uh, it the 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 story. The title of the story arc eludes me at the moment. But uh, it dealt with uh, the parallel universe Superboy. Uh, it sort of put the context of Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes with the post-crisis on Infinite Earths continuity. Oh. Uh, so we got to see Superboy. About what, when was this? Uh, in the 1980s, 1987, 1988. Okay, so this is this is post Man of Steel. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, before John left, before he left the book, um, I want to say it's Legion of Superheroes 37. Uh, Superman number eight. I don't remember the action comics number off the top of my head, and it but ends that, that with uh, good. Legion of Superheroes number thirty-eight. All right, might yeah. have to check it out at some point. Uh, you have to, absolutely should. Of course, you know you're hunting back issues at this point. Now. I'm just going to go over to your house because <laughs> you've got them. You, you'd be able to point. Oh, look here, here they are. Yeah, well, I could find them in fairly short order because exactly. you know, I keep my comics in alphabetical order, numerical but. by volume. 
Like you would. Yeah, of course. Well, that's the only way to do it, really. I mean, you know, that's that's how I collect. Yeah. Um, 23,000 comics, 95 long boxes and counting. Really, there's only one way to keep this collection and my sanity at the same time. Alphabetization is a big key. And how often do you go and refile your new stuff? Well, that is dependent on my spare time. and About how often, though? Uh, once every few months. Okay. Um, so, I, you, I, so you get about a short box or two and then... And one. then, yeah, and then start on that process. If I've done anything to accumulate comics faster, like, you know, if I bought a long box of cheap comics somewhere, well, then I may fall behind the eight ball. But, so uh, when I do that, and I've, I've certainly done that before, in fact, I've still I, I've still got a couple of short boxes that, uh, that I bought years ago that I haven't gotten around to, to reading, and I just keep them as a separate collection where it's like, all right, here's some unread stuff this is unread, and I'll write on the box unread and uh, you know and they don't get filed until I've read them um, I, I I generally take those types of projects and I try to break them into smaller segments well so yeah me can, too but so you yeah. know and of course and, and if I if I can get a good chunk of them I'm gonna take that chunk and I'm gonna put them away but you know while I have some that are that are unread I'm never they're never gonna go into the main collection the main alphabetized uh, collection until uh, you know, until I've read them. Well, otherwise, once, I, otherwise, I'll never find them. Well, see, here, and that's why I'm big on alphabetization. Well, I'll, otherwise, once, I'll, I won't remember them. Let me put it that oh, way. Oh, well. I won't remember, like, oh, yeah, I bought this, whatever it is. Now, see, there's a, there's a key difference between you and I. And Mark is resetting. Key difference is, is what? Well, I will read and reread, and I will go back to my back issues fairly frequently, time permitting, okay. and pull something out. You know, maybe I'll just do a quick refresh. You know, I need to yank out a couple of issues of Avengers just to refresh myself on some key details. I don't sure. need to studiously reread the entire thing, but I might be drawn to pulling out. Werewolf by Night and just rereading the Dr. Glitter Night issues or pulling out Master of Kung Fu and rereading the entire Paul Gillesi run, you know, just for the art and the Doug Mensch writing, you know, which is incredible. Um, Werewolf by Night, uh, uh, Marv Wolfman? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, you know. I do know some things. I just don't remember as much as I have once known. Yeah, well, but the more you read, the more you retain. Or at least that's been my conventional wisdom. I'm ser- Now, here's another thing. I'm seriously concerned with myself that I am, like, got some sort of mental problem anymore where I am not retaining the, to the degree that I once did. Because seriously, I would be able to pop, uh, you know, uh, issue numbers off like you are, like, like you always do. Um <clears throat> With with uh, similar frequency, similar accuracy, and these days I'm just like um um um, and it started out being something where I'm thinking, oh, you know, I've got some sort of uh, uh, nominal aphasia or whatever, where I can't remember names. Nominal aphasia is a word that means that I can't remember the names of words. <laughs> um, and. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, that's where it started. But I'm, I'm honestly wa- worried about myself, thinking, oh my God, am I, am I starting to get? When I find senile? myself, uh, I, I can't speak to that. I'm not a medical professional. But when I find myself in a similar situation, I often. I just thought you had some. You could, you know, mentally, you could use your powers. Use I your powers read, on me. Well, and here's what I do. 
I read more. Not talking to you. I'm talking to him. You're, she got powers. I mean, a lot of times, like you know, making us by dessert. Those are her powers. Yeah, think to you know, think to yourself. You're like you're behind. You need to get caught up. So what are you doing? You're reading faster, and you're not retaining what you're reading because you're trying to blast through a stack of thirty comics. But like, for example, like I couldn't remember individual uh, X Men issues from. Keep in mind, this is like 20 and 30 years ago. I couldn't remember, but I used to always remember, oh, yeah, X-Men number, blah, 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 whatever it was. And uh, and today, you know, I'm like, oh, which one was that? Which one was Colin Gath? One, 191? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, he got that one right. Yeah, this that, time. Was, that was the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then there was uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in 175? No. Brother- 180? Oh, what you mean where where they they uh, flash froze Colossus? Yeah, where it's, it's one seventy seven, one seventy eight. Where it's Avalanche and Pyro and yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, Mystique and and yeah, thing. yeah. They, they they flash froze Colossus. I mean, unless you're talking about Days of Future Past. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, because that's one forty one, one forty two. Right, right. Those are yeah. yeah. Of course it is. And one forty is when they lost Ilyana. No, that's one, one, one sixty. Yes, yes, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> See, that's my problem. I can't remember this. And you, you know, you might laugh. Those of you who are not regular, you know, comics serious types, comics nerds rather than comics geeks. Nerds being uh, people who are students of, rather than geeks being fans of. Um, and you can be both, or you can be either. Is, is that what? Is, is that? That's what, my what, definition. That is my definition. It is supported by some, and people like people who have domains like Nerdist.com. Chris Hardwick, he watches the show. I'm sure. Here, here's here's the thing. Here, uh, and let me just say. We'll this, say yeah. the opposite because that's because that serves their domain. Here, that serves their brand. Here, here's the thing. Nerd. Geek, you don't like dweeb, them. You don't dork. like them. These are all names that were applied hatefully, and I see no reason to own them now. I but you see... always call me Cracker when I when I show up. That is so not true. He does not do that. I I, I call him Frogger. I'm not sure what that means. Oh yeah. Oh, because the Frenchness, right? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this recently, and then and and realizing. You know, I, while I do retain the French name and, you know, I learned French because of the French name and all that, I prob- the amount of French that I actually have is probably very, very small. So, so you probably vous français? Uh, enough to get by. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there is a song by deceased singer-songwriter Warren Zavon, Les Imotankil. I know I'm not pronouncing that correctly because I don't speak French. My French is atrocious. Uh, it is, however, a song on his CD album, uh, My Ride Is Here. Look that up. He sings it in French. Warren Zavon's French is a little bit better than mine. But not great? Uh, well, it's not great, but it is hysterical. Okay. You absolutely need to listen to this. I'll play it for you sometime. All right. Maybe um, we'll use that to play this episode out if I can find it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you can. If not, oh. I will email it. I'll email you a copy. Another thing that I wanted to talk about this this is going to be the audio version of this episode is going to be long. So uh, tuck in, folks. Um, I think strap in. The phrase is strap in. That too. Um, <laughs> tuck in. <laughs> uh, tuck and roll. Oh right. When I push you out of the car, tuck and roll. Right. But if you were strapped in, I wouldn't be able to push you out of the car. 
Fair enough. So uh, I was thinking about, and I might not actually do this. I was thinking about going and grabbing the the audio from my interview with uh, with with Greg Nicotero, the uh, the executive producer, showrunner, um, and uh, makeup extraordinaire from The Walking Dead. Uh, so I might put this uh, at the end of this episode, not uh, in the audio version, or it might go next week. Um, but uh, we have that to look forward to because hey, we're in uh, we're we're in with. Uh, with The Walking Dead, season five, uh, episode two, as I said earlier, was just amazing. So, uh, but like I was saying earlier, yeah. and again, we're all over the place here. We can't stay on topic to save our souls. This is how, if this is the first time you've listened to the Comics Online podcast, we're sorry. sorry. All right, got him so, going. Yep, see, he got me going here, but I'm going to try to keep Kevin on a path here. It may not be very straight, it may not be very narrow. I tried to but pull it will him be off of comics, you know, and he's like, no, no, back to comics. Yeah, back to comics, back it's, to comics. It's in the name, he says. Uh, well, it is, it very much. I'm holding the microphone that has the comics portion out front. Um, you know, I mean, it's what I know, it's what I do. I work in a comic book store, I read comics, I read books about comics. True story. I, yeah, you know, I, I love everything about them. Uh, that is, you know, I'm not a geek, not a nerd. I am an, I am an enthusiast. An enthusiast. But, but see, you are not only an enthusiast, not only a fan, but also a student of, and that's where I say that, you know, the nerd version, uh, I, I'm saying you are a student of. You, you know, you, well, sure. you know, um, but you know, it's yeah. We, we we can stop calling people science nerds now because it's that's actually kind of a spiteful name. That's they're, unnecessary. They're science students. If you are, yeah, that's because you it's science. So that's, yeah, you know, it's like. Uh, in other forms of collectability, you know, people who uh, who build ships in a bottle, they are model builders. They're not, you know, ship nerds. Uh, people, you know, stamp collectors are collectors. Sports fans are fans. Comic collectors, comic fans. We're as much collectors and fans as any other fan or collector. It's and true. it's time to stop using these spiteful, mean names. People used to, you know... Kids got swirlies. They got stuffed in their lockers. They got made fun of by the jocks and the preppy kids and what have you. And that, those now, times are over now. But they're not. And here's the problem. Here's the here's the problem right now. And this is where I wanted to go with this. And this is this is kind of a teaser into something that I want to go into uh, on another episode because it's going to be no 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 because I want I want to uh, not only have us think about this um, but also throw this out to our audience and have them go and and, and hopefully come back to us with it um but i wanted there's this thing going on called gamergate and uh and basically uh ultimately um a an otherwise mild uh, argument turned into something completely awful um and and, and yes, there was a right and wrong side to the argument, but it wasn't a life and death sort of thing. Well, it turned into a death threat sort of thing, um, and basically it, it 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 goes around. And, and I'll I'll throw in a link into the notes of this, but basically it goes into uh, just sexism in the gaming industry and how how uh, women. Not just women within the games. You know, I'm not talking about Laura Croft and you know and that sort of thing, or or just r- rando NPCs that are uh, that are br- brutally beaten. Which that's a that's kind of a, a creepy thing that people are realizing. Oh, maybe that's you know the objectification and the and the the awful violence toward women in in games. They're like, wait a minute, we're trying to be an enlightened society nowadays. Maybe that's not such a good idea. Um, but uh, I'm interested in, in hearing what our fans think about all of that. And uh, well, a couple of quick points. Yeah. Okay. 
one, uh, thank you for the clarification. You, know, you talk about the gaming industry. Uh, bear in mind that is that video games, tabletop video game. role playing. Well, we're, games? we're talking uh, basically the right. the video gaming industry, and but that and, and that's the, so that that is kind of important. I mean, you know, Gamergate that could have been you know some scandal involving Dungeons and Dragons or Vampire the Masquerade. Well, right, but the, there is quite a bit so, of uh, crossover with with uh, you know with video gamers. You know. Sure. Most sure. video gamers are going to be into some sort of tabletop or role playing. Funny, funny games. thing. Yeah, you know, we talk about the objectification and you know, brutal violence against women. So, is it objectifying and glorifying violence when I'm playing Mortal Kombat and Scorpion is beating Princess Katana? I think it's quite. I think there's a difference between that and and, and uh, there's a there's a big uh, now, now the big gamer gated thing is not uh, when the the important in, in my mind, sorry. the important part about that is it went off and uh, and attacked three three women in real life and 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 went after them. Yeah, that's but inexcusable. That's, that's inexcusable. And you know the other stuff is inexcusable, but in a milder fashion, if that makes any sense. Like, oh, it's like uh, you know people who are like gonna go and and say racist comments, but not never do anything about it. It's like, oh, well, they're just assholes, but they're just assholes. Um, whereas you know somebody who's gonna go and do something about it, well, they're assholes. And whoa, let's call the fucking police. Yeah, they, they they've taken it to a dangerous level. Right. Um, but yeah. So yeah. The, again, those points of clarification. That, that that that's nice to have. Yeah. If you're if you're going to make a point, you know, that's. <laughs> yeah, it, bear in mind, our podcast is being reviewed. So you know, I would like our reviewers to not come back and say, "Well, Kevin raised some points, but didn't clarify them very well." Let's clarify those points. Let's get ahead of this game. Okay. I want a good review coming out of this. I do, and you know what? And here's the thing. I just want to throw a little bit of teasers out because I don't have all the information right now, and 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 going and being uh, thorough right now today. I'm. I'm I don't feel like I'm gonna uh, do a good job of it, but but also oh, that that's our challenge. Then when we do this again next week, we're gonna come back. We'll we're see. gonna come back to some of these points, and we'll have had time to research. I'm gonna go. Uh, I, I had an invitation for, uh, tomorrow to do a, a Skype interview, and I don't know how I'm gonna work this into my my evening, but maybe do it later at night. Uh, do a Skype interview with uh, with John St. John, who, uh, as everybody knows, uh, is the voice actor who plays Duke Nukem. And Duke, the Duke Nukem game, you know, whether it's the original up to uh, Infinity, or what's it called? The, the new I, one. I don't even Forever. remember. Not Infinity. Duke Nukem Forever. It's it's a very sexist game. I mean, it's built to be that. And and you know, my my actual real life friend uh, John St. John, uh, it plays the voice, plays that character who is like, you know, hey baby, you know, everybody, you know, let's uh, do naughty things. And do, I'm a. Do, do you remember on I, the? I, I'm not doing it right, but you know what I'm saying. Threshold Entertainment's website. Okay. Uh, I, I used to be a regular there, uh, particularly for the Mortal Kombat uh, discussion board. Okay. But there was uh, a whole page. It was uh, Duke Nukem, and it was like, tell it to Duke. It was like, uh, <laughs> dear Duke Nukem, my girlfriend just left me. Or, you know, how can I win friends and influence people? Or, you know, it was like, dear Abby, only for Duke Nukem. But he'll, he'll say some, some super uh, testosterone-filled Well, replies. of course. And, and that's what the character is supposed to be. Yeah, you know, it, it was funny and, but you I, know, and owned that. We which is why I want to talk to John and say, okay, so I realize that you and Duke are two different, you know, two different entities. He's fake. You're real. <coughs> 
what do you think and what do you think your fans are going to say um, about this this issue you know, or, or about this set? It's not just one issue. It's a set of issues. Well, you know, and, and a thing, and, and it is a thing, uh, having this discussion with somebody else in the comic book store, we're talking about writers and their characters and how the viewpoint of the writer comes through in their character. Sure. However, simply because a character espouses a particular view doesn't necessarily mean that that's how the writer actually feels. True. You know, because if it did, then I guess from books that he's written, Robert Ludlum is a Nazi. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm guessing that... Uh, David Morrell, David Morrell, excuse me, uh, is actually very anti-Japanese. And, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's and, and of course, that's it's those things. Realize that those things aren't true. Uh, you know, a character, a, a writer may write a character who's anti-Semitic, which the writer's feelings on Jewish. The writer might actually be Jewish, but he needs for his character to be anti-Semitic, so he makes him that way. It doesn't mean that that's how the writer actually feels. And sometimes I feel like a rabid section of the fan base needs to remember to distinguish between writer and character. The characters are fictitious. They have the attitudes that they've been given to have to serve the story. They have not been given those attitudes because the writer has some closet agenda. And I think what some of the... uh, uh, Are we out? I know, right? Yeah, Kelsey should just okay. get that from you and eat it for you. Uh, no, I think I did. Are you hungry? I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, hey, I'll come, come sit over here. Hey, all right, that is good. I, I won't cut you sense? off. I, I, I won't interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. So anyway, uh, where were we, Mark? Do you remember? Uh, we got cut off. Writer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and so my thing in is, uh, you know, in a in a con- contemporary. Well, what was I going to say? Um, in a contemporary, but 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 that was actually uh, farther along because I kept talking. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, definitely, and that's that's important to note. One of the one of the big uh, things that that folks um, that uh, those who contest the idea of having um, uh, th- that are calling out sexist tropes in video games, they're saying, "Hey, look, okay, great, um, you know, Mylena versus uh, uh, Scorpion, fine, um, but." Uh, Number one, you know why it. You know why is she showing more skin than the? the why is a woman uh, showing more skin than the man when they're both supposed to be, supposed to be battling? Um, I, I guess the short answer to that is well, look at the other. Look at the the some of the the big burly man characters, and they are, but there are far fewer of them, and that and so then that you know, you're like, well, how can that not be a valid argument? Because yes, there are far fewer of the of the beefcake. Um, you know, the the ratio of cheesecake to beefcake is uh, skewed. Yeah, and and I, I wouldn't argue that point. Uh, if someone wanted to redesign Princess Katana's costume so she was not bare legged, you know, wearing high heeled boots, I'm I'd kind be of the Opposite. I'm like, all right. Well, so put the, you know, uh, have the, have the, the, the dudes be, you know, bare chested, and then let's let's just call it even. Because you know, I don't want to give up any skin. I want to yeah, see. Well, is that what? You, can we come over here, Kelsey? Come on, <laughs> Kelsey is for bare chests. So uh, your favorite, your favorite actor, uh, who you want to see more bare chest? Um, bare 
should I start? Uh, but she's into it. Come over here. Come on. Come on the show. She's even got her supernatural styled uh, jacket. <laughs> it fits right in. She's a hunter, this Kelsey. All right. So anyway, back on topic here. We're being reviewed. Somebody is reviewing our podcast. Uh, they've already turned it off by now. <laughs> no, Gia's no, no. still listening. Black's <laughs> dude has long since said, fuck this. Man, listen to this guy's foul mouth. I'll tell you what. Well, in this, yeah, that's Comics Online profanity. podcast. Definitely. Kevin, Kevin. Pro- pro- profanity heavy. Profanity well, is the first refuge of the unimaginative. And me. <laughs> um... Yeah. Anyway, so and then you have you have things where okay, so I, I when it comes to like like main characters, like player characters, I'm like whatever, just you know make the make the dudes more beefcakey if you feel like you're you're missing out on something, um, or if there's some uh, a disparity there. Because I you know, don't take away the skin, because I you know we're sexual beings and you know we want to see that. I, I do. Well, uh, no, but no, here let me let me let me ask this question and give it you know give it. Um, Give, the, give this some serious thought before you answer it. Okay, so we're talking Mortal Kombat. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm all in favor. Okay, I'm all in favor of, you know, seeing pretty women and provocatively dressed. But there's a place for that. In my fighting game, uh, what is the purpose of provocative costuming? Uh, you Distraction. Know what? Uh, yeah, I'm not distracted. Um, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm playing Scorpion, I'm playing Sub-Zero, I'm playing Liu Kang, I'm playing Kung Lao, Raiden, whomever. Uh, I'm playing Katana, I'm playing Sonya Blade, I'm playing Melina. The purpose of, of, of you know, skimpy costumes is what precisely? Yeah, let's let's celebrate these characters as champion fighters. Uh, if we were playing, you know, bikini, you know, beach ball or what have you, that would be different. Yes, I would expect that, women that in, in bikinis. Uh, what was it? Uh, Dead on Arrival, DOA, yeah, uh, which the like, beach volleyball. Which didn't even... Even start. It's my understanding that didn't even start out at like wasn't that wasn't the beach volleyball like a secondary game in whatever the game that spawned that and then it's. Hello. There we go. That's weird. Hi. Yeah, I'm a yeah, bit well, of he wasn't saying anything out. important anyway. Didn't matter. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and, and honestly, the history on that one, I don't know. I, I became aware of the volleyball game. It started you know, with the man commercial. Kelsey says it started with the men and turned into the women. Yeah, so, well. you know, so there you have it. But, uh, I mean, I, it, 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 it's like my compromise to people who say that there's this great over-sexualization. Yeah, there probably is. And you know what? If you took these characters and put them in practical fighting attire, uh, you know, if Katana's yeah, outfit were more like scorpions, yeah, no big deal. I wouldn't care. Yeah, I wouldn't care either. Um, but, I, but, but at the same time, if you're going to go and start a character and then, and then uh, desexualize that same exact character, I'm like, well, if it's a, if it's a story game and there's some, there's some story arc that has to do with it, um, then okay, whatever. But if it's just like, all right, here, you know, here's this character. Oh, people didn't like it. You know, I didn't like her in in uh, uh, revealing costume, or didn't like him with his chest bared. Um, oh, let's let's clothe him instead. Well, okay, let's now put it, let's put, it, let's put an, uh, the fig leaf over David's uh, junk. Here, here's the thing, and and I'm and I'm okay with that. Uh, we're almost uh, out of battery. What's what's okay, the battery well, looking uh, like? Red and blinky. Red and blinky. Red and blinky. All right, so really quickly, uh-huh. um, t- 
take a character like uh, Bucky, Lamar Hoskins. This is 1980s Captain America as written by Mark Grunewald. Uh, the new Captain America, John Walker, and his partner, Lamar Hoskins, Bucky, Captain America and Bucky. Mark Grunewald did not know that the term Buck was a racially offensive slur against black people. I think I learned that as from soon, Comics. Well, as soon as he found out about this, a fan had wrote in a letter, written in a letter, excuse me, and informed him of this. Mark Grunewald gave that fan an apology and changed the character's name. Gave him a new name, gave him a new outfit, and stopped using what he didn't know to be an offensive slur. So changing a character midstream because, oh, the fans didn't like it. They reacted poorly You're to it. You're a better it. man than I There's am. There's nothing wrong with you. It's like, oh, we made a mistake. Uh, you know, we, we applied something, and it was wrong. Let's change it. It's got to be okay to make changes. You know, right. it, it, it's got to be okay to, you know, one, admit you made a mistake for whatever reason, and then two, fix the mistake you made. I'm not interested in calling you out, calling you names, or blaming your philosophies. You admit you made a mistake and fix it, and then we're done here. Moving on. All right. So, uh, so Washington Redskins, we're going to get rid of that name, and it's just going to continue being an awesome team. Uh, I would like Dan Snyder to uh, let go of that team, and I would like the Washington Redskins currently to move into the state of Virginia, where they will be renamed the Virginia Presidents, and they will be owned by someone who loves the football team for a football team. There are several candidates in my mind, but if necessary, I will go to necromantic rituals and resurrect Jack Kent Cook. Now put him back in the owner's box. I'd be happy with that. I have no idea who that is, but I'm for it. Oh, stop talking right now. I I'm not from here. Uh, I'm not it, from around here. It, it doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> Ah, but, well. Uh, well, but we okay. got to cut out before the before the, the the camera dies. Okay, so do we need to uh, tell these people who we are and what they've been listening to? And yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're going to come back to this. This, uh, like I said, we're going to have uh, Duke Nukem. We're going to have some stuff for, from some game developers and from some game journalists uh, coming up soon. Not exactly sure how soon, but we're going to do we're going to do it up up right. Um, so. And one of these future podcasts, we're going to talk about comic topics. We're going to stay on topic. And we're going to follow this point all the and, way through. And we're going to I will the, use a shock prod. We're going to have the audio podcast, audio only podcast with Cullen Bunn coming up soon as well. All right. We got to work that out between you and me. Yes, indeed. And Cullen. So, uh, did, you, did you press that button? Don't press that button, Mark. All right. Okay. So uh, for Mark and, and Kelsey and uh, Amanda Amanda and Troy David Phillips and, and for Kevin Goswan and, and for, for everything, everything geek, geek pop, pop culture, culture, I'm Kevin Goswan and this is Comics Online. And Giant we're rules. sorry. Swag. Truly. <laughs> Swag. Swag disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this Giant podcast may not represent those of comics online, any participants, or any employers past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less the assholes at Gamergate. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciate foul language, new comics, biting sarcasm, and everything geek pop culture. If you have comments or questions Even for the Comics Online Podcasters, post on our Facebook page, 
Tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. Giant boobs. Please visit Troy David on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and in person at Flashback Comics and Games. All original material in this podcast copyright comics online. Swag a thousand times. Swag a thousand times over. Even giant or boobs. Swag. 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 Swag a thousand times over. Giant boobs. Swag a thousand times over. Giant or boobs. Swag. Swag. Swag a thousand times over. From leaking car builders to going off like Yamaha bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.